0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to another episode of The Crease Dive. Today is Friday, August, oh, Friday the 13th. A little spooky there, Uh uh-oh. All right, well, we are heading into the final week of the PLL regular season. I gotta be honest, this season's felt like it's taken forever. Couple couple bye weeks kind of stacked together here. Um, you know, it, it's been it's been a long summer, especially compared to last year's bubble, which was just like so quick in two weeks. So um, I can't believe that the regular season's still going on. But I am Jordy from Barstool, and with me we've got a bit of a throwback episode today because it'll just be myself and Shido on the mics. As uh, Dukes, a little little under the weather, um, so didn't want to uh, you know didn't didn't want to push the voice too hard. But uh, Jake. Uh, you know, how how you feeling heading into the final weekend of the regular season? And uh, and also, you're, you're coming off of a big weekend yourself.
1: Oh, yeah, man. I, I really enjoyed Placid. Um, I mean, I got to see a bunch of cool people. got to chat with Casey Powell a little bit, not to brag. Um, but, I mean, John Grant Jr. was there playing a little bit. Um, I, I played with a bunch of boys from Utica, so uh, shout out Utica the that, that area, the little tri-city area. Um it, it was a really good time. We went two and two. Um we only lost to the eventual champions by two. Um, you know who was on that championship team though, that 30 plus championship team was uh Will Yeatman, uh, oh, which I'm sure is <laughs> which is a th- which is an absolute throwback. Um because you know he's like he's he's six foot six, probably he's probably near three hundred pounds, uh maybe two eighty or something like that. And he was absolutely just blowing guys up out there so that was that was fun
0: the chris hogan before chris hogan was even born
1: right right the chris hogan before chris hogan so that that was a huge throwback um i mean the the, we lost the motive pure that was the 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 team that ended up winning um and i mean they they they, they hydrated yeah they were so hydrated they had a you know they picked up like a a bunch of guys off waivers which i didn't even know like was even possible um but i guess that's a that's that's a thing up at placid is is Picking up guys off waivers, so that's fun. Um, I saw GMH one uh, pretty handedly. Uh, yeah, so you got big, you got a big, shout big out, shout
0: out, big shout out to the boys at GMH. Uh, yeah, so they were they were playing in Albany, and you know, just winners win. You know, and and what what a roster that they I mean, have assembled. I mean the the highlights of Dahoga just um i mean he he just goes out there and makes the game look so easy uh kyle long couple of great assists couple big goals out of him so uh oh and and our and our good pal mike Sisselberger. i i'm surprised they they must have had to order so many different pairs of shorts for that kid uh because his quads were busting through those bad boys so uh yeah shout out to gmh back-to-back champs um how do you play personally? Like, how do you, how do you feel this week? I know you, um, now you, you also spent a little bit of time in New York afterwards, so you haven't really had much time to, to relax yet, but how, how do you feel after putting it? I mean, that's, that's a big weekend at our age.
1: Yeah, it was a pretty big weekend, especially cause it, you know, they do 15 minute quarters, and obviously the refs give some leeway if you've got some guys who are playing. I didn't, you know, I, and I also didn't notice, you know, there's guys who are up there and they play on two teams, right? So some of them do like eight games in three days. Um, but for four games at, in three days for me, I, I was perfectly fine. Um, little beat up, obviously. Took a couple. I mean, I, I, play, I held my own. I had a couple goals each game. So like, I, 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 think I earned my keep, you know, they're not going to be like, Oh, this fucking guy from Atlanta. I hope he doesn't come back. So I hope to get an invite back, but it was fun. Um, I mean, but yeah, like, like there's, it's a tunnel across. like Dom stars was up there playing. I think coach Tillman, um, you know, uh, Jerry Byrne w- was up there too. Uh, and, and every, and fuck, you know, all the long Island guys, they know each other, right? Like, so, you know, we were chatting with, it's, uh, the backup UNC faceoff guy's dad, you know, is one of my buddy's good friends. And, you know, we just talk shop for like two hours. Right. And he knows everybody, you know, cause they all grew up together in Long Island. Right. Like apparently every single one of them went to Hobart or, or, or something. So it's cool. It's cool. You know, for a lax rat, it's a, it's a dream up there and the, and the, you know, you, you can't complain. Um, but I mean, yeah, no, I really haven't. had much time to rest. Got to got to chill in the, the Big Apple for a little bit, and you know, actually, we, you know, I I met up with Dukes. We had a little coffee. It was it was nice. Talk some shop. So, uh, you know, now now it's not three strangers uh talking on the podcast. You know, it's 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 everybody knows each other. It's, it's nice. My
0: my biggest question. Uh, so I saw a photo of you. Mm. Shoulder pads were on. I need to know did the shoulder pads stay on the entire weekend?
1: <laughs> yeah, after so. I took one look at some of the guys that were that were playing defense because uh, they had me playing midfield and attack. I looked at some of the guys playing playing defense, and I threw the shoulder pads on. And it, it just because I took a I took an absolute slap right on the arm, and I like I was like, you know what? I'm I'm real good with wearing my shoulder pads. Like I, I I'm fine. I just there were a lot of guys up there who are even bigger than I am. So I was like, if I take one of these to the chest it's just going to cave one of my ribs in. So I'm glad I wore them. It wasn't very swaggy, but you know, uh, yeah, it, I, I had to keep them on. I, I, at least I wasn't wearing rib pads. Right. I lost a lot. I saw, I saw a couple older guys wearing rib pads, which I mean, that makes sense if you're, you know, in your forties, I guess.
0: Yeah. I guess it really just depends on, uh, your insurance policy, what they cover. Yeah, uh, that's true. Right. All right. Well, yeah. So, I mean, glad, glad you got that experience. Uh, unfortunately you weren't able to come home with the hardware. So there's only one Lake Placid champ on the podcast right now. That's so right. Bill Dukes goes there next year and we'll, we'll you know, we'll, we'll, see how, how he does. He'll probably go with a bunch of garden city boys. Uh, did he go to garden city? I think so. Uh, I think so. But yeah, so uh, not much pro lacrosse news to really wrap up uh, after another bye week Uh, But now we are heading into the final week of the regular season, the PLL stopping over at Tom and Mary Casey stadium at the university of Albany, the station for the Dane train. Um, So six games on the schedule for this weekend. And uh, I'll tell you what, there is, there's a lot on the line here there's, there's a lot of lacrosse left and there's also a lot on the line. Um, So, you know, the, the biggest game of the weekend clearly is going to be that Saturday night game. Um, I feel like we should probably just jump right into that. I know that there's, you know uh, you know, obviously some news with Matt Rambo, coming back this week. So we'll be able to see him 6 PM tonight on Peacock taking on the Redwoods. Uh, he has a, a history against that team for sure. Um, but that Saturday night, 7 PM Eastern on NBC SN national TV winner goes home cannons versus Chrome. And this is for the, what the seventh and final playoff spot. Um, so, you know, a couple things to, to keep in mind here, folks. Uh, so one, the curse of Paul Rabel, right? So uh, Paul Rabel, founder of the league, maybe you've heard of him before, co-founder of the league. Um, and somehow he's played on the most dog shit team in the league, pretty much his, his full three years uh, in the PLL so far. Um, so does that, does the curse follow with him to the cannons? Uh, but on the other side of things, You've got Lyle Thompson making his return to Albany. Lyle had a – you know, he's, he's had a pretty prolific career, a pretty storied career at Albany. Uh, so you know that he's uh, you know, he's looking to show out in front of the – basically his, his second hometown crowd. Uh, so cannons and chrome, loser goes home. Jake, how are we feeling heading into this one on Saturday night?
1: I mean – you want to believe that the cannons can take it out. You, you want to believe that like the cannons have a little bit more in them, right? Like you, you, you really want to, and I think that's what we've wanted to all year, but like where, where do we become like realistic about it? You know, like, is I just, I don't see it happening. Like they're like Drenner and Lyle are like, it's, like one and three in, in goal scoring, but they still haven't, you know, pulled out four different games. Um, I I mean, it's one of the, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, if you're the cannons and you're going to that game, it's like, okay, well, we, well, I mean, the cannons really don't have anything to lose. Right. You know, you come out there, you play loose, you play fluid. And you know, if you come out on top then then, yeah. And if you don't, then I mean, it kind of looks bad. They,
0: (laughs) they, they actually have, um, well, it's not that they really have to lose it. Uh, because they've, are, like, they've already lost it. But keep in mind that the Cannons first-round draft pick in this upcoming, so in the 2022 college draft, will be heading to the Atlas because of that Paul Rabel trade. So if you not only lose this game and you miss out on the playoffs, but then you also, like that draft pick that you're sending to the Atlas then becomes the first overall pick, in the 2022 college draft. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, like they've already lost that pick. So it's not like, it's not like you guys don't get a draft pick. If you don't win this game, like they already don't have that draft pick, but what, like that would be an entire dump truck of some Morton's kosher salt getting poured into that freshly open wound. If they lose this game and that first pick that they have to send to the Atlas becomes the first overall
1: man, that would be so salty. I I don't know. Like, what do you, what do you make of the, what do you make of the cannons then? Like, what, like, what do you make of, I mean, I, I would,
0: I, I would say the, uh, at, at some point you gotta, you gotta win faceoffs, right? Which sure. they, which they don't. Um, I think that that's probably, you know, like that's gotta be their biggest issue right now is because they have the offensive talent. Um, you know, it's not like they're going out there and like they just like can't keep up with teams, right? It's because they're losing these games because every time they get scored on, they don't even have a chance to get the ball. Like so, where's where's Payton? So we've got Peyton Smith is thirty eight percent on the year, and Kevin Reisman is thirty seven percent on the year. So like that's just Ugh, not, that's dog not shit. not gonna get it done. Um, and you know they're gonna have to go up against the Milkman in this game. Um, so, you know, not that Connor Farrell has really been like dominating, um, this year, like I I wouldn't put him on the same level as a TD or a Trevor, uh, or Joey Nards, but you know, if, if the Chrome are able to kind of get themselves going on a little bit of a run here, perhaps led by Dylan Malloy, who might have, you know, a little bit of a, extra motivation going his way playing against the, the cannons in this game. Uh, so if he's able to kind of get himself going and they go on a run and then they're winning faceoffs, like that's going to be a tough hole for the cannons to be able to, uh, you know, climb their way out of if they're not getting a chance to win those faceoffs. So at some point you just got to win faceoffs. Um, so I'm, I'm not saying that they need to go like 75% to win this game, but at mm-hmm. least keep it like to like 50, 50.
1: Yeah. I mean, anything, I mean, I mean, so what do you, so what you come out, you, you, so if you make the assumption that you're going to lose 70% of the face oh, like just fucking hurts. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, if you're in the locker room and you're like, okay, so the best we're probably going to do is 60% on face offs. Then that puts everything entirely on your defense. And when you have everything entirely on your defense, it's like, they can only do so much in such in a game that's got so much transition work. Right. So if, I mean, 60% of the time – I mean, if you assume 60% of the time, you're not going to get the ball in the opening face. I mean, every time you touch the ball, you have to score. Like, every single time. So, you know – But when you
0: have Lyle playing at Albany, that's, like, not – like that's not a crazy
1: ask. Yeah, that's – I mean, that's just the juice. I think think that – yeah, I think
0: that they could score 80% of the times that they touch the ball. When you got that that Lyle magic working in Albany, um, I will say, very, very bizarre move of the Chrome to move Justin Gutterding over to the Wit. Like, so we talked about the gutty trade on last mm-hmm. week's episode. Um, you know, obviously the Chrome felt like I guess they needed a little bit of help defensively. So they bring in Nick Rill, but to lose Justin Gutterding in a game like this, um, you know, kind of with a game like this on the line, like obviously, you know, he, he hasn't had like a crazy year, right. It's not like gutterdings, you know, setting the world on fire, but obviously he's dealing with losing, um, you know, guys like stats and Wolf who we had to work with, you know, the past couple seasons. Um, You know, but, you know, so you got Jackson Morrill, Colin Heacock leading the way, and then you bring in Dylan Malloy, uh, you know, because they were finally able to sign him. Um, So, like, they've got some offense going, but I just feel like having Gutty in this situation would make it a whole lot easier for them to win this game. Um, So kind of puts themselves a little bit in a hole on this one. But, I don't know, I I guess – I guess maybe they were looking ahead to, to the schedule seeing that they would have to play against Lyle in Albany in this final week of the season and been like okay maybe we should kind of bolster it up on defense a little bit.
1: I mean yeah like Nick grill is an amazing like he he did really really well in in his last year or two in uh, you know with with Maryland and then and then you know Marquette previously but you know this Okay, I'm going to tread lightly here. Uh, because it's difficult to talk about the caliber of defenseman when you're considering the caliber of attack that he would he would be playing against, and so I think I think Grill is a bulldog. I think he's a hard worker. I think that he, I don't believe he's very tall. I think he's maybe five eleven or something like that. So not that we hide like, shame on this podcast. Not that we high shame on this podcast, right? But as someone who's staunchly six feet, uh, I'm I'm allowed to. I, I'm not sure how tall he is but like a guy like Colin Heacock is going to be able to you know you know push his way around them um, you know Heacock 62 63 uh, I think I think Grill's a hard worker I don't I don't believe that the trade was fair necessarily what I do believe is that Grill could play well enough to earn um, to earn respect for the trade, right? I, I, there's no disrespect to Nick Grill. I think he's a fantastic player. I think he's the, young. but he's, young. Yeah, he's he's just young, right? So everyone was like, oh, well, they, they got finesse. Well, they got finesse. Well, no, there's a lot, there's a big upside. Right? There's a huge upside. You sign a guy like Nick Grill and he becomes like a cornerstone of your defense, then like cause he can handle the ball. He plays tough on ball defense, like it's not like they traded for some, you know, uh, some guy who's 35 and is on the backside of his career. Right. You know, both of these guys still have a ton of time left. Um, it's just that Gutty's like the recency bias of seeing, you know, Gutty and what he did, at, what he did at Duke and what he did previously. Like, that, that's all it's about. Right. I also think
0: may, may, maybe the Chrome kind of just looked at we we've said plenty of times this is a copycat league, right? And so the Whip Snakes are back-to-back champs. What do they have more than anybody else in the league? Any guesses? Terps. I mean terps. So what, what what did the Chrome go out and do this year? They get Colin got, Heacock in the in the got some. draft, and then they trade for Nick Rill. So they're they're now loading their roster up with some former Terps. Is this, a,
1: is this a terps is this a terps league like is it a copycat league in it, but it will, will it become a terps league
0: it it's trending in that direction yes <laughs> um and you know looking at the cannons i don't believe that the Canons have any terps on their roster so uh with that alone yeah i think you kind of have to give the edge to uh yeah, I mean, it looks like looks like Paul Rabel might have a chance to get into the broadcast booth for the playoffs because uh, his team might not be playing. Um, so that game, you can check that on out at the Barstool Sportsbook app. Uh, you can also go on to barstoolsportsbook.com. Uh, so that is the 7 p.m. game on Saturday. And right now, the Cannons... can get them at minus one and a half at plus 105 uh so on the money line Canon's favored at minus 167 and chrome at plus 130 so uh i don't know based on based on that conversation right there might be might be riding with the underdog in that one over under set at 24 and a half um all right so let, let's now go back to the beginning of the weekend. So it all gets going tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, this game will be on uh, Peacock. So streaming on Peacock. You guys should already have your Peacock subscriptions at this point. Uh, Redwoods, snakes, obviously uh, quite the rivalry in the short history of this league so far. Um, so – both of these teams right now they're sitting at uh what what, are they both sitting at four and three i believe i should probably know this off the top of my head uh but yeah pretty sure yeah so both four and three um both of these teams will have a chance to play two more times this weekend uh so they get this one going obviously gonna have a a huge shot in the arm for the whip snakes here to bring matt rambo back into the mix um obviously this team with Rambo and without Rambo are just completely different. I know that coach Staggs has said that Matt Rambo isn't this magic potion that's going to cure all of the Whip Snakes' problems by bringing him back into the lineup. But I also think that he is. So, um, sorry for, you know, coach Staggs, you're just dead wrong on that one. Uh, so Rambo back into the mix. You also have Justin gutterding into the mix as well. So there's going to be a lot of offense on this one. Uh, You know, maybe, maybe taking them a little while to kind of figure out, to kind of adjust, you know, how to fit both of those guys into the offense at the same time. Uh, But both of those guys are, plenty familiar with themselves talked about it last week where they've spent uh plenty of time practicing together uh with the wings so you know i think you can run both of those guys on that lefty side do some pick and rolls some two-man games with them um and then the redwoods just looking to kind of remain one of the most you know consistent teams in the league uh so redwoods and Whip Snakes, this game right now uh Whipsnakes are at plus 120 on the money line. Redwoods favored at minus 152. And over under looking like this is going to be a bit of a defensive battle at 23 and a half. Uh, So Jake, uh, Redwoods, Whipsnakes, rematch of that 2019 crown finale. Uh, who, Who do you like in this one?
1: So if you look at the standings, the Whipsnakes have scored the least amount of goals this year which is kind of wild to think about considering what the roster looks like, you know, with Brad Smith, Ed Williams, and, and, uh, juicy Jay Carlson. Um, I think, I think Rambo, I don't know. Cause like the league, the league is like not very transparent about like what they're transparent about and they want to be transparent about everything. Right. They want to know, they want to, they want you to, they want to tell you, uh, all this shit about like, uh, what players will let other players date their daughter, but they won't tell you like what actually happened to Matt Rambo's like arm, right? So that's, that's, um, a, that's a
0: HIPAA violation, bro.
1: That's here's you're, you're right. Sorry, I'm, I'm asking about his, 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 uh, his that's, a, I'm, I'm violating HIPAA there. But um so like, who knows? Like what did he do to his elbow? Was it like a little, little fracture? Like was it a deep, very deep bone bruise, right? Is it gonna, is he 100%, is he 80%? Like we don't really know that. So. I think that if you get Rambo back at 100% and he sees, like, oh, shit, like, this is the time to turn it on, we're going to have a eight, nine-point game from Rambo, right? Like, just he, – he's going to be mad as shit that he hasn't been out there. That's a guy that you just can't keep off the field um, no matter what. Uh, I think the Whip Snakes uh, come out on top of this because they're, of having Rambo, having the juice. Uh, you know, he's, he's the real juice when it comes to it. So. Uh, I got whip snakes. although Redwoods, as you said, what, minus 152? That's uh, not, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I don't think that you can look at that. And I, I don't think you can look at Rambo coming back and be like, yeah, I'm all in on the Redwoods for that game. I, I just, I, I don't think that's a good bet. Um, What's the, what's the over under?
0: 23 and a half and uh, so the last time that these two teams played obviously this was Sans Rambo uh, so this was back July 10th week five in Minneapolis uh, Redwoods took away the 13 to 7 win over the whip snakes uh, but as we always say it's it's tough to beat the same team twice in
1: one year in this mm. league so um, I'd smash the over because Rambo's back I'd absolutely just destroy it
0: Yeah. You, you add Rambo and gutty to that lineup. There's, there's going to be plenty of goals. Um, and then also, you know, uh, on the other side of the ball, like this is, this has been a huge year for Rob Pinnell. Um, I mean, he's he's having that MVP caliber season. He's having that type of season that we kind of expected him to have uh, right out of the gates last year. I mean, granted, it was, you know, playing in a bubble, only getting a chance to play for two weeks and no real training camp. So, like, this is the Rob Pinnell that we, uh, you know, we're expecting to see. Um, I mean, this Redwoods team has just been very, very consistent. I know that, you know, four and three isn't probably, you know, I would like to see them more of that five and two record at this point. Um, but you know, we're, we're only talking about a, a difference of one game there. Um, you know, you add Kyle Hartzell to that defense and like about
1: Kyle Hartzell. Yeah.
0: And, and listen, like say what you want about Kyle Hartzell. Um, I think that one, he he's probably, you know, been, been uh, eating like a, a nice serving of humble pie. So I think that he's probably coming out here, uh, you know, kind of with a different mindset, but also like, he's an agitator, right? Like he's a guy who, um, you know, he, he throws heavy checks. He's a guy who probably ruffles some feathers. Um, so, you know, if you're this, this whip snakes offense, like, unless you're like, like I wouldn't put him on Zed, right. Because Zed is just as Zen as it gets, right. Nothing can get under Zed's skin. He's just, you know, sweet guy. Nice as could be nothing really. He's even keeled. Um, but you know, this this whip snakes offense, you've got you know a lot going on here with bringing Rambo back in and trying to work Gutty into the offense. And you know, there's there's already so much going on. And if you put Kyle Hartzell out there to just agitate, like that's gonna throw them off their game a little bit. So that's that's big for them. Um and then obviously, you know, we can't talk about Redwoods whip snakes without um, you know, T D against Joe Nardella. So um i forget how that let let me let me bring up the stats there from td had
1: that one yeah yeah td it was like 60 40 or something like that if i remember correctly
0: yeah so td goes uh well he goes 13 for 24 so pretty much you know right right down down the middle right down the middle a slight advantage um so you know I, i i would imagine that it probably stays the same there so it won't be like too much of a um advantage one way or another but it'll still be fun to watch those guys get after it so um yeah i i just i don't know i i guess i i feel terrible for shitting on the redwoods earlier in the year because now like i'm in a spot where i like can't be okay were you, were
1: you were you shitting on the redwoods or are you shitting on Defense miles a and, and, uh, and, and well, uh, little bit of both
0: a little, little bit of both um <laughs> <laughs> but like, so I don't know. I, I just feel like I've backed myself into a corner where like, I can't be like, I feel oh, like yeah, I come out on top of this one. Um, so I kind of have to go whip snakes here just because I'm too stubborn to walk back any of my takes. Um, but I do think that this, listen, the biggest winner in this game going to be the fans, right? Because it's going to be a great lacrosse game.
1: Uh, yeah, no, definitely. And I, I mean, I know you, the, the biggest gripe you had with the Redwoods is their lack of flair, but I mean, Ryder and, you know, Ryder Garnsey and Matt Cavanaugh, there's there's a lot of flair going on there. You know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll see a couple, you know, I, I'd love to see Kyle Hartzell, you know, shove Matt Cavanaugh into the crease and then Ryder Garnsey gets in there and then we get a little tussle up with the boys. Like, that would be, I mean, that would be primetime lacrosse. Yeah?
0: Yeah, I I just, I don't know if it was like, they just never go out there and like, really like pour it on a team like i think that like, that's that's where my my disc like like the archers they'll go out there and like if they're feeling it they're just... excuse
1: me right not kyle kyle hartzel shoving gutty into the crease excuse me it's so, like shoving gutty into the crease and then and then rambo getting into this sorry i, I messed oh. up where, where where Hartzell was on the field but great, um great but you recovery. know what you know what i'm talking. yeah you know what i'm talking great, great, about great
0: recovery you didn't have to wait for the <laughs> listeners to tweet you about it um, that's okay but yeah i don't know like they just I don't know. There are times where the Archers like just like looks like so goddamn swaggy out there and like the Redwoods just like don't have that, but there are I mean they're again like they're they're as consistent as it gets in this league, which is tough because like you're only playing on the weekends and you have so many bye weeks over the past, you know, few weeks. So, um, you know, it's it's tough for these guys to kind of stay uh in in the um in the flow of things and I think that the Redwoods are probably the best team in the league at doing that. So, um, fuck. I don't know. My, my brain says Redwoods and, uh, my heart says that Matt Rambo comes out here and just puts the legal notice that he is officially back. Uh, the second game. Oh, go ahead.
1: No, I just, I think that's the, that's the scenario. Uh, Yeah. Right. Like that's uh, Rambo comes out with the juice. They've all, they've also got gutty and they both, you know, gutty has a day and Rambo has a day. I think that that's, the easiest, most comfortable scenario, and literally nobody would disagree with that. If you disagree with it, you don't know what you're talking about.
0: Um, so the second game of the night, it will be the archers at four and three taking on the chouse at three and four. Uh so this game is 8:30 p.m. on NBC SN. Uh so the Chaos and Archer, both of them already have their playoff spots locked up. Um, but again, if the, if the archers are able to win, if the archers are able to win both games this weekend, and then the Atlas lose against Water Dogs, then I think that that would put the archers in that one seed. I don't know. the this The scenarios make me feel like I'm a uh, the episode of Always Sunny where Charlie Kelly is doing he's got all the names across the board he's in the mail room and he's smoking the cigarette like that's that's what i feel like right now i'm trying to yeah. get through um these scenarios on who gets, who gets that one seed um but i'm pretty sure if atlas lose and archers win both games that would put them in that top seed uh but it's going to be a, a tough order for them to get you know th- this is the team who um you know they haven't they haven't scored the most amount of goal. They have the highest scoring differential. They don't have the most amount of goals just because they've only played seven games. Atlas and Water Dogs have played eight, um, but they have the highest scoring differential. But it's going to be pretty tough for them to find the back of the net in this one because they'll be going up against Big Daddy Blaze at Albany. Um, so obviously, he you know. Blaze also has has a nice storied history playing between the pipes there at Casey Stadium. Um, so the chaos, I mean, this is this is kind of what this has kind of been their mo lately, right? Like kind of just suck throughout the regular season, kind of backdoor their way into the playoffs, and then all of a sudden turn it on at the very end. Um, so they're they're running that to a tee almost to the point where it makes you feel like have they, like did they suck so hard early in the season on purpose because they saw what that result got them in the bubble last year where they were able to make it uh, to that championship game. So is this a case of the chaos being better than their than their uh, record reflects and just making sure that they back their way into the playoffs instead of putting a target on their chest? Um, or do you think that the archers are just, that much better than the chaos with a, you know, a difference of 35 goals in the score differential column.
1: So it's a classic little classic trap game, right? You know, like the archers love that Yeah, classic trap game. Um, I, you know, the archers highest scoring differential in the league by far, as we know, archers are an absolute wagon. Um, the chaos though kind of sneaky towards the end of the end of the season they're almost kind of like we've got like a February Duke situation going on Mm. um you know maybe maybe Andy Towers kind of adopted the Donowski model um which I mean the the late season surge is very in right now you know being, being a third or a fourth quarter team is very in um nobody can complain about that so uh you could we could be looking at a situation where um the archers and I mean it comes down to the wire uh in which case i have the archers very big if it's a two goal game one goal game i got chargers all the way or, sorry archers all the way i kind of just we'll put love it
0: would love the charge yeah <laughs> that
1: would be hey hey some sort of like electric uh logo for like the the next team i think mm-hmm. has to be it right we have yeah, there g- has to be me some g- sort
0: give of me some powder blue
1: yeah, powder blue with a little bit of yellow because nobody's yellow, right? We're getting off on a tangent here, but like nobody has a yellow in their thing. So like, we, we need like the launch, like the Florida launch colors. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's nobody's got that yet. But anyway, um, yeah. But on the other hand, a couple a couple of the guys on the chaos, you know, they they play, you know, playing at Albany, especially Blaze at Albany. You know, he's very comfortable out there. There's something to be said about playing on your home turf. You know, where you just kind of you know, you got a lot of good memories there. Like you, you're just comfortable. You
0: you got some friends and family in the stands,
1: you know, yeah, you're just comfortable, right? Mm Like, I don't know how to describe it, right? Like you don't have like pregame jitters or anything. It's just like, it is what it is. Um, but I think, I think the chaos, I think that the chaos defense other than Jack Rowlett does not match up well against the archers. And I think the archers defense matches up very well against the chaos offense. Um, only because the archers' defense, the archers' defense is very, very uh, athletic, and they can keep up with the chaos two-man game. But like, I mean, if the chaos want this game, want want to win this game, we gotta see. I gotta see Mac O'Keefe throwing it down from range. I gotta see the Josh Byrne two-man game action, and then I, I you know, everything. I gotta see the inside finishing. Right, like it, you, you got to take a, make every opportunity to score against the, the the archers, or they will punish you in transition. Um, so that's my game plan. All right, if I'm at, I'm saying, fellas, we got to come out come out hard, and we got to make good shots because the archers will kill us if the ball's not on the ground. So,
0: well, if, if you're well, at, you're you're sprinkling a few more f words,
1: and yeah, and- that's right. We're out there. We're I can't even do his voice. its like so many octaves deeper than my than I'm. I literally could. Uh, so let me put on my coaching hat real quick. Um, ground balls will win this game because every time the ball is on the ground and you are a, you know, on the chaos, if you don't pick that ball up, the archers will put it in the goal. And I'll take my coaching hat off. There, there's my analysis, Jordy.
0: Yeah. Hard uh, hitting. Well, one AT. It looks like you're out of a job now because Jake just stole it. Um, heading over to the Barstool Sportsbook. Uh, so I mean, this game right now, it, Archer's favored at minus two sixty-five, chaos to dogs at plus two hundred. So um, you know, a lot, a lot of juice you can get there if if you're um, you know, if if you're a believer in, you know, playing on your home turf makes you that much better. I mean, this is gonna be it's gonna be a that's a, a th-
1: for the for the value, if you want to put if you want to throw down for the chaos, like I mean, we rarely get a we rarely get a multiplier like that. So, I mean, yeah, I spent one week in Vegas and I'm like all about the I'm all about the betting the betting odds now. Like I'm I'm in on it, right? Um, no, I, I mean for the for the value, I think the, the chaos might be able to sneak one by, but like archers, I think archers are a safer bet. What's the over under like thirty five?
0: No. So it's at, it's at twenty three and a half, um, which, you know, That's fair, and it's, it's a battle between the top two goalies in the league right now. Right. True. So I, I blaze and uh Gettleman both have, I think they're sitting at right around that like 60% mark and say percentage. So, um, you know, top two goalies in the league right now, which kind of leads me to believe like some, like both of these teams are just going to like pour it on somehow. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just, I like that value for the chaos, especially, um, you know, again, like you mentioned at the very beginning of this, uh, of this preview, a little bit of a trap game for the archers, right? Like they're probably, they're probably looking at that game against the whip snakes to end the weekend Sunday at 445, kind of as like their real measuring stick on where they stack up heading into the heading into the playoffs. So maybe they're looking one game ahead and the Chalice just come out. National TV, NBCSN, Blaze, brick wall. Um, I'll tell you what, I, I wish that there was a player prop bet uh, for Blaze to be an anytime goal scorer because need that to happen in this one.
1: I'd love I'd love him to just take it down and do like a little give and go. Like with but like a give and go and then it's like a no-look pass back to him mm. and he just dunks it right in the right over Gittleman. That would be fucking unreal.
0: Yeah. So uh all right. Well there is the chaos and the archers so that wraps up friday uh we already talked about the second game on saturday cannons and chrome uh but before that goes down we've got 4:15 pm uh streaming on peacock atlas first water dog so this game could determine that one seed heading into the playoffs uh so if the atlas win this game they'd be sitting at seven and two and i believe that 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 would clinch them the that first seed um and i mean this is a team they get to right buy right so they would get a buy which again like talked about it a little bit last week jake i, I know you you weren't around for that one but um that's where you really got to start putting you know wh- like where do you side on that rest versus rust debate right mm-hmm. like like do you do you want the buy there have been a lot of buys in the season already a lot of built-in buys already so um you know if if the atlas you know if, if you win this game you're playing what like maybe like three games over the course of like over a month right if, if, if i'm looking right. at this, if, I'm, if i'm looking at the schedule right um so you had you know so july july 10th they played against the chaos then there was the all-star weekend then there was a bye after the all-star weekend. Then they played the end of July. They So they played two games in Colorado. Then a bye. Then this, yeah. So three games in like a little over a month.
1: Hmm. I'd have to side with the, with, with the, so on on the terms of like rest versus rust, Um. if it were me, which it's not. I'm not a professional athlete; just a guy. Should be you. It should ahead. be. It should be me. I mean, you should have seen me playing this weekend. It should be me. Um, I kind of depends on like the streak you're on, right? Like if, like if 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 the Atlas were to win and clinch, it's like yeah, you want that buy and like maybe. I don't know. I mean, I mean, does the
0: in this league, in lit
1: in this league, like when 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 like stu- when when pretty much anything can happen at any time, the buy almost seems irrelevant, right? Like, the Atlas could could get that bye and then expect to play somebody, and then they get they get like as uh, a big first round surprise, you know, like, or or they could not get the bye, and then the Water Dogs could. Absolutely shit the bed. Well, uh, you getting that, but like in in their first round game, right? So to me, it's almost irrelevant.
0: See, my thing, I, I think it just depends on the team, um, which kind of goes like so. Like, yeah, depending on what streak you're on, but also like you look at at the Atlas roster, like they're so young, they're so fresh. Like they they That's have right. the legs to be able to go out there and play another game. Um, you know, I, I guess it, it would be. Playoffs start next weekend correct um yeah yeah so i mean i mean they they would have the legs to be able to go out there play a game next weekend and then play in the semifinal. like if if i'm a team like the whip snakes where you know i have some guys that are banged up i need to get healthy um even if i'm a team like the archers where you know you got guys like holman and manny i know i know that they're in great they're professional athletes whatever um but you know they're they're getting up there a little bit in age. Like I'm sure that they would appreciate um, having a week off. So, you know, the Atlas, like i feel like, I don't know. I feel like that's, that's a really young team to put that target on them right away as the one seed heading into the playoffs and then also making them take another week off before heading into the semifinals. Um, but like that's not, I don't think that they're going to go out there and throw a game because they don't want to have a bye, right? Like this is a team that plays way too hungry, way too angry for that. Um, and I mean, just with, with the way that they've been rolling lately, um, you know, with, with this, uh, you know, with this offense, and then um, again, uh, more Albany guys that we're talking about here, you know, you think you got to keep JD Calaruso in net if you're the ally. Um, even if Kincannon is healthy, Right, because one, Kyle Russo has been money stepping up for them in between the pipes, and two, he's making his return to uh, to Casey Stadium. So you've got an offense that shoots the shit out of the ball. Um, you've got Doc's Aiken pouring it on. Little little coming mm-hmm. out party a couple weeks ago. Dude, uh, his okay. Jake Caraway, depending on how tucked in he is.
1: Go ahead. Can we can we pause on Doc's Aiken real quick? dox has the purest shot from range i have ever seen i think just the form the over the top it's like it's like a coach's wet dream right i think that him between him like this class of guys him caraway teat i guess you know you you put in there like unbelievable these guys i think i think the atlas team or you know whereas we we got to shit on them all last year And the year before, Uh, I think that the Atlas has the biggest upside of any of the team, especially being with their record right now, uh, with all these young guys. Just had to throw that out there. My love for Docs, cool guy, apparently.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's just a super easy team to root for. With you know the very, you know, so ton of young talent. You've got Eric Law there as a veteran, who like I don't think that there's a single person in the lacrosse world who has even half of a bad thing to say about Eric Law. Um, and then Ben Rubier are coming in and just um, Yeah, like people were clowning on on Rubier in the off season, you know, just yep. Um, you know, just selling off parts of his team left and right. And people were like, Oh my God, like this guy is just making this team dog shit. Uh, I guess the plan is to, you know, just tank for a few years and then load up on draft picks. And it was like, no, his plan was to just load up on draft picks this year and come out and kick everybody's ass. Um, so I mean, new head coach, ton of young talent. Um, yeah, I, I think that the Atlas they're a fun team to root for and that's why they'll be heading into this game as the favorites at minus uh, minus 152 and uh, water dogs at plus 120 so same thing that we're getting on that redwoods whip snakes game uh, over under on this one though 25 and a half so they're expecting uh, the are expecting the- a lot yeah they're expecting the back of the net to be filled in this one and I sure should hope so
1: I mm. uh, thought a- fucking big over dude i don't know what do you think
0: uh so so what does that get us that gets us like to like 14 12 right
1: yeah oh i'd say that's possible then
0: yeah absolutely um all right well you know i'm i'm going i don't know i i said heading into the colorado week um that you know the water dogs they only win when they have two games on the same weekend they right. only had one game in Colorado, and they beat down the Whip Snakes. But granted, that's against you know a very undermanned Whip Snakes team. Um, so uh, Water Dogs only the one game this week. Also, I mean they have the chance to get the one seed if they win, but then that would mean that the Archers and Redwoods and Whip Snakes would all have to lose two, I believe. Um, so I don't know. I, I think I'm going Atlas in this one. Um, just because I wouldn't be able to watch that game and root for every time that Jeff T makes someone look like an absolute clown.
1: Yeah, I like I, li- I like the Atlas too. So. Um, all
0: right, and then yeah, so we already talked about the uh, the last place. Flint, Michigan Mega Bowl game uh, between the Cannons and the Chrome. So that's 7 p.m. on NBCSN. And then that will bring us into Sunday, the final day of the PLL regular season, uh, 2 p.m. NBCSN. We got the Chaos. They'll be playing their second game against the Redwoods. Uh, So I think – so we (sighs) – I think we were a little back and forth. What, what did we decide on that one? Chaos, chaos over archers, or I think you said if it's close, no, game, I said
1: archers coming out. Okay. I said, I said archers regardless.
0: Okay. Archers regard. Yeah. So, um, either way, I think both of these teams will already have wherever they're at in the standings, pretty much locked up. So maybe this game doesn't really have a ton of implications for the playoffs. Um, you know, maybe, maybe they just kind of take things easy depending on how uh, both of their first games go. Like, I, you know, maybe if they get blown out, they don't want to take, you know, this one easy. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I guess it's been a while since we've seen the final of like a full season in the PLL. So I kind of. I don't know whether to treat this like a, you know, like a week 16 NFL game where it's like, okay, the starters. <laughs> are like, so um, I kind of forget how the PLL will operate here. So um, I don't know. May- maybe they give some guys, you know, a-, a few more runs that didn't quite get the chance uh, in the regular season. Maybe, you know, I, I know that the game's at Albany, um, but you know, maybe the chaos give my boy Austin Capp, a little more uh a little more time between the pipes in this one. Um, so I don't know, n- not really sure how to feel about these final games of the weekend, just depending on you know the the strategic game plan of these coaches. But either way, uh chaos are uh underdogs here plus one sixty-five, redwoods favored at minus two fifteen, over under set at twenty-three and a half. So um Jake, you know, how what like what's your what's your read on how the coaches will kind of set these teams up for these this last day of the season?
1: You have to go. So, like, you have to go. So, like, in my mind, if it were if it were me, which it's not, but it should be, as as I will continue to lobby for, I should be a PLL coach. Um, you have to go as hard as you can to the limits of your personnel so like do you want your guys to play all out but at the same time like you know you have a full playoff schedule too so like if you're if you're in a pretty good position like in the atlas or water dogs game and you feel like you might be pushing your guys a little too hard right um you don't want to overplay them and then, then be out for the playoffs right um so it's like a delicate balance uh what do you think I mean, that's my read on it. It's like, I want them to go as hard as possible. However, like there's no need for them to get hurt, you know?
0: Yeah, that's, that's pretty much where I'm at on it as well. Um, I don't know. I'm just looking at the standings. And again, like my brain isn't built for, you know, uh, figuring out all these playoff scenarios on the fly. Um, So my brain's feeling a little bit like scrambled eggs at the moment, trying to like picture what uh, the final standings will look like, but like, I don't know like if if it'll it'll just be some sort of cluster between you know who who do you think you match up better against you know if you're the chaos like um you know I, I guess if you see I don't know like maybe if, if there's a way you could like go up against like the water dogs in in the quarterfinals depending on wh- whether you win it like like if you win and you get the water dogs instead of having to go up against archers, whip snakes or redwoods, like maybe that gives you a little more motivation to go out there and win. Um, but for the most part, I I feel like this is just kind of a game where it's like, listen guys, like good season. We're in the playoffs. Let's stay healthy and roll into the quarterfinals because, um, now, unless the redwoods have a chance to get that first overall seed, but they would have to, um, really just kick the shit out of someone to get their score differential up for that one.
1: I mean, and that's like, yeah, you look at your scenarios or whatever and you're like, yeah, like we're, we're comfortably in this. And honestly, if you look back at the bubble too, like even your performance when it comes to the bubble, like in, especially in the bubble, like it, uh, it hardly even counts, you know, like it only counts where you show up in the playoffs. So, like if you're the Atlas and the water dogs, you just, you know, I guess you just want the boys out there having a good time, right? Like the, the, the first round bye isn't necessarily like the end all be all. And you just want the boys to have a good time and, and fly around and, and don't get hurt. I think that's, I think that's where I, I'd be at with it.
0: Yeah. Uh, so same thing with archers and whip snakes in that final game, four forty five PM streaming on Peacock. Um, now, you know, Again, like this is a tough one. Like the whip snakes, they've they've been banged up throughout the season. Um, now, do they go out there and rest their guys even more, uh, or do they try to get Rambo and and have Gutty out there and just really figure out what that offense looks like healthy before they head into the playoffs? So, like that's another little delicate balance that they'll have to deal with? Like, do you take the risk of having Rambo stay out there his first week back from the injury reserve? Um, or, and like really try to figure out, you know how that offense looks or do you sit them and just be like, okay, listen, we trust that we have the best player in the league and he'll figure it out come playoff time because that's what Matt Rambo does.
1: Honestly, what I, okay. So for that one, uh, so in, in that sense, I think that you kind of have to trust Rambo. Like everybody's kind of been like, Oh, or the, or the whip snake is, it, it's, it's almost like you, you, you get, you can be trapped by the thought process of like, Oh, everybody's counting us out. Right. Well, nobody is. Right. So like if you, if you, if you're like a, on the whip snakes or like your whip snakes fan and you're like, Oh my God, everybody's counting us out. That's something that you've created in your head because the, that nobody has. Like that's a that's a ridiculous thing to think about. Um because like the two time champions like this it, nobody is counting you out, right? If you if you think that's the case, you're wrong and it, and you're you're just making stuff up for the sake of making stuff up. So um personally I think I think the whip snakes also I think the whip snakes gotta go hard, right? I think they're the lowest scoring team in the league right now and, and not having Rambo really, really hurt but it doesn't mean that they're, like, a terrible team. Uh, I, I just think that Rambo is kind of a guy who brings – he brings both, like, the the attitude and the juice, um, but he also brings one of the things that you like a lot, which is flair. He brings a little bit of flair um, to the roster, and I think that that's important. Um, otherwise, I think that, I mean
0: now, – Now, there could be something on the line here. Again, like, if the Atlas lose – on Saturday and the archers get their win against the chaos on Friday, then there is the chance that the archers could lock up that one seed if they beat the whip snakes on Sunday. And again, as I mentioned, like I think a team like the archers would probably benefit from that buy a little bit more than a team like the Atlas would just to give some of those guys a little bit more rest. Um, so, you know, give Gettleman a little bit more rest between the pipes uh, so like that, that could be something where, you know, there's definitely something on the line heading into this game. Um, and then I think if, if the archers are kind of playing with their foot on, on the gas a little bit, like that's like the whip snakes, especially with Rambo in the, on the roster, um, like they're not a team that's going to like just sit back and like allow themselves to get shit pumped because they don't really care about that game. Right. Like, I I feel like there's like a little bit too much ego involved there to be like, okay, like, no, like if you guys are going to start pouring it on then we're just going to have Rambo and Zed go full bubble mode and just score 10 goals in the fourth quarter um yeah. so yeah I think that game kind of all depends on how Saturday ends up going um but either way uh again over on the Barstool Sportsbook app uh Archers favored at minus 175 there Whip Snakes 135 over under uh, like the majority of these games set at 23 and a half. So not quite sure where I fall on either of those. I I'd probably stay away from the Sunday game. So for being totally honest, um, but you know, that just, Hey, gamble responsibly, everybody.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm of the same, of the same process. I probably stay away from the most games too. But other than that, like it's a, it's uh, it's a very big slate and two games a day, like, that's that's plenty. Now, that eight thirty game on, on on Friday, it's gonna be a little it's gonna be a little late. We might might be near my bedtime, but that's okay. Uh, I do have a perpetual gripe with uh, with the league for the late games, but it's fine. I'm not mad about it. Yeah. Um, well, I,
0: listen. Super coffee. Get on the line. I know you're listening right now. Um, hook the boys up with a little bit of a sponsorship and just. Maybe hook up an IV straight to Jake's veins so that he can stay awake for a uh, an, an incredibly late 8.30 p.m. Eastern <laughs> face-off.
1: Dude, at Placid, me and my buddy, we were so tired. We were, we fell asleep at like 9.45. <laughs> I mean – And so, so it was so tragic. We're both like, yeah, we're in the 30-plus league going to bed at 9.45. You know. 9, 9.45, 940.
0: that's a – I don't know. Maybe I'm showing my age here as well. I, f- I feel like 9:45 is a perfectly acceptable
1: time to f- fall asleep. Um, I don't okay, know. Okay, cool. Well, thank you. Cause you're, I mean, it, it I'm, Dukes I'm, would be doves would be the one to be like, come on guys. Cause you know, he's, the, that, he's the young guy. Dukes,
0: Dukes wakes up at 9:45. Um, All right. Well, yeah. So that is the final week of the PLL season, six weeks on the slate for this weekend. Uh, Three of them televised on NBCSN. Um, You can catch all of them streaming on Peacock. So, uh, you know, we're, we're coming down. I mean, we only have one, two, three, four more weeks left and um, you know, we only have 12 games total left. Uh, this season. So make sure that you find yourself, uh, you know, you either throw it on at your local establishment or just find yourself a nice little spot on the couch. Um, you know, it's, we're, we're, we're coming down towards the end here, people. So uh, we'll be uh, getting everything going on socials. You can follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at the crease dive. And in the meantime, we'll be keeping it low to high to the day we die.
1: When they come to take you down When they bring that wagon around, When they come to call on you And take your poor body down